This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. Welcome to the October installment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV. I'm your host, John McPeak. Every month, the Community Focus program features news about upcoming activities in the greater Midland area. This month, our guests include folks from Project 111, the MSU Extension Service, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Great Lakes Bay Region, and the Delta College Planetarium. Joining us today to lead off our program is Sarah Scheiber, the Executive Director of Project 111. Sarah, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. What is Project 111? When did it start? So Project 111 was launched six years ago right now at Midland High and Dow High and we are a completely innovative, uh, think outside the box, uh, safe driving movement for teenagers. And this is our sixth year that we're launching right now. What well, you mentioned Midland High School, where yeah. else does Project 111 operate? How does it work? So we are currently at Midland High, Dow High, Bullet Creek, and Coleman High School. Mm -hmm. Next year we will also branch out to Meridian. So at that point we will be uh, blanketing all the high schools in Midland County and we are poised to launch across the state as well. And what we are is that we we allow, we, we give uh, law enforcement and school administrators uh, a brand new way to approach teens and safe driving. And the whole concept behind Project 111 is that uh, we give teens incentives to drive well instead mm -hmm. of the police officers only having one option and that is to give them a ticket when they don't drive well and teens respond much better to incentives than they do to consequences. So uh, we give incredible incentives like Apple Watches and GoPros and iPads and $50 gift cards. At the end of each school year, we give a $1,000 scholarship at each of the schools. And what we find is that the teens want what we have. They know they want our incentives. They know mm -hmm. they have to stay traffic ticket free in order to be in the running for an incentive. And so they will drive differently to earn an incentive. It's very exciting. And who's eligible? Which students are eligible? So we have the junior and senior class at each high school mm -hmm. because those are our youngest drivers typically. And uh, we, we've also created nine teaching topics and every month of their school year we focus on a different topic related to safe driving and teenagers and again because of the incentives they will pay attention to what we're teaching them and they'll listen so it really gives us a voice to be heard amongst the the student body at the high schools now there must be a substantial need for funding for project 111 yeah. given all of these incentives what are your sources of support 
Well, we have a couple different ways. Um, the, the foundations in Midland have been very generous and very supportive. They're excited about the program and where it's going. Uh, we also have a team of community sponsors that are monthly sponsors that donate $1,000 and that provides the incentives for that month. You can imagine though, as we continue to grow, and add schools, that $1,000 uh, is not enough to provide mm -hmm. all the incentives. And so we are heading into our fundraising season, Ooh. and every fall we have a wonderful fundraiser event called Spotlights and Headlights. Well, tell us about the spotlights and headlights. What's, what's involved and where is it? And yeah, so this year it's gonna be on Thursday night, October 24th, and it's gonna be at the Midland Center for the Arts. And um, in my other life that I live, outside of Project 111, I'm a singer, songwriter, author, and speaker. And so as we began to formulate what could we do that might be a little bit different in terms of a fundraiser, we decided to do a concert each year. And so this year we're going to start at 5.30 in the evening with an incredible silent auction, cocktails, hors d'oeuvres. Um, it's gonna be a fun mingling time and a great silent auction. Mm -hmm. And then at about 7.15, we're gonna head into the large auditorium for a wonderful concert with a duo from Traverse City David Chown and Miriam Pico. They are just delightful. He plays the piano, she sings. It's songs that are familiar to the crowd. Um, they're just delightful. And there will be a guest artist, um, myself. I will be doing a few songs uh, throughout the evening with a couple of local uh, friends who are well known. So that will be a fun, fun part of the evening. And there are uh, any presentations, any yes. dinners or anything throughout the course too? Yes, our uh, honorary chair this year is Laura Ambrose. She is the Global Director of Health and Safety for Dow. And she will be talking about safe driving. Uh, the safe driving initiative at Dow right now is a huge push because with distracted driving uh, and, and the issue surrounding distracted driving, driving has never been more dangerous than it is today in the US. And so Laura will be talking about Dow, their partnership with Project 111, mm -hmm. and all that we are doing together to keep the people of our communities safe. Uh, so we'll have a presentation from her. We have a wonderful video that we're showing of one of our Midland High students who was involved in a, in a traffic crash that was not his fault and um, all of the fallout from that in his life. And then of course I'll be speaking about driving as well. Now what are ticket prices for the concert? Yeah, so we have a student rate of $15 mm -hmm. and then the adult ticket price is $50 and again for that $50 you can get caught, you get one cocktail uh, and you get hors d'oeuvres and then a fabulous concert and it's, it's gonna be a fun night. What's the best way to purchase tickets for the concert? Tickets are available through our website. If you go to project111.org, it will link you right to the Midland Center for the Arts ticket website, ticket mm -hmm. portion of their website. You can also go right to the Center for the Arts to their website. And we have several remote locations, uh, both locations of Lifestyle Garment Care, which used to be Roth Cleaners. Mm -hmm. They will have tickets as well as Eastman Party Store and Village Green.
So mo folks can get more information about Project 111 or yeah. the concert at your website, which is project111.org. Mm -hmm. You have a Facebook presence at Project yes. 111. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you for joining us thank on Community you. Focus, thank bringing you. us up to date on what's happening with Project 111. Our next guest is from MSU Extension Service with information on 4-H programs. This is Community Focus, a presentation of the Friends of MCTV. Our guest in this second segment is Dr. D. Howe, the Midland County 4-H Program Coordinator for the MSU Extension Service in Midland County. Welcome to the program. Thank you, John. Dee, can you give us a brief history of the 4-H programs here in Midland County? Absolutely. It, in 1902, the first club started in various states, and those mm -hmm. at that time were called the Tomato Club or the Pumpkin Club. That was the beginning of 4-H in 1902. In 1910, someone des designed the pin with the 4-H's, mm -hmm. the four-leaf clover. In 1912, then all of the clubs became known as 4-H. The part that was most significant for Michigan was in 1914 when the Smith-Lever Act went through and made land-grant colleges the ones that were responsible for making sure MSU ex or extensions were in each state and Michigan State took over that responsibility and so with MSU extension then becoming active in 1914. And so we go back a long ways with the 4-H program. We absolutely do. Now many th folks think of 4-H mostly in conjunction with the program's presence at the Midland County Fair but 4-H is much more than FAIR projects, so can you give us a, an idea of the broad scope of the programs of 4-H? You're absolutely right, John. It is much more than the FAIR, although we have a wonderful working relationship with the FAIR board and the FAIR committee. That is an opportunity for our youth to demonstrate their skills and to highlight what they were successful over the years, over the year. However, it's much broader than that. We have 45 clubs in Midland County, mm -hmm. over in the Coleman area, Meridian, Billet Creek, Midland, and all places in between. We have over 800 youth currently enrolled in Midland County with almost 250 volunteers. Volunteers are a very big part of that. Mm -hmm. The relationship between the youth and the adults and the ability to work together on a project is one of the most important parts of the 4-H program. So overall in Michigan, how many uh, youth are served approximately with the 4-H program? I'm not for sure in Michigan, but nationwide it's over 200,000. And this is for, for uh, youth ages, how old to how old? Five through 19. Mm -hmm. From five to eight is what we call our clover bud groups. And those groups are ones that we don't want them competing with each other. We want them at that point gaining confidence in themselves as they're learning the life skills. The life skills is the basic part of the 4-H program. In doing the projects that the youth work with, they're using their projects in order to build those life skills, such as responsibility, mm -hmm. follow through, those types of things. Then we have other clubs that go from five until 19. As soon as they're 19, then they can come on as, as youth helpers with the kids, and at 21 can be a full-fledged volunteer. 
So some of the program areas are um, other than we think of animal raising, but there are certainly so many others uh, and related to agriculture, but what are some of the other areas that are now uh, very big for the 4-H projects? It's really wide open, and if a kid has an interest, we'll find someone to assist them in learning that. But we have standard programming going on photography, robotics, any kind of expressive arts, uh, music, all of course the small and large animals, mm -hmm. as they, uh, leather crafting, just about anything the kids are interested in. Baking, uh, cooking, de cake decorating. We even have one group that we're very proud of which is called Tall in the Saddle, which is a horse riding program for youth with disabilities. And so that program has been around for at least 35 years. And that's a part of 4-H. That is a part of 4-H. Now, when do the 4-H programs take place? What time of the year is different? Different parts of the program are throughout all of the year. The clubs, which are the standardized ones, they'll start in September. We're mm -hmm. enrolling now. Those go all the way through the fair, which is in August here in Midland County. We also have after-school programming that we work with. We have summer camps. We have spin clubs, which are special interest clubs. Mm -hmm. That's where we do the cake decorating, the Lego robotics, leather crafting, those types of things. Something the kids are interested in, but their club may not in particularly do that skill. Mm -hmm. And so we offer that then as a special interest club. And uh, youth or their parents can register for these clubs and when and where does that take place? Absolutely, they can go on to my email and uh, send me that information and I will get back with them. Mm -hmm. And also to call in to um, register. Mm -hmm. um, we are registering throughout the year, but we like our kids to have a full year of programming. And mm -hmm. so by registering in September and October, they get their full year of their programming. Now, what is the cost, and are scholarships available? Scholarships are available. It is $20 per youth per year, and they can belong to one club or more than one club if they have interest in both areas. That covers spin clubs. That covers everything except the camp. Um, you mentioned, uh, Dee, that you have an email address, and that's H-O-W-E-D-O-L-O -O at M-S-U dot E-D-U. That that's is correct. Your, that's your email. That is correct. And the phone to call would be 989-832-6644. Absolutely. There's also a website, and that graphic will be on the, on the uh, screen here for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dee, for that update on the Midland County 4-H programs. Thank you so much. In our next segment, we will learn how to volunteer with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of the Great Lakes Bay region. I'm John McPeak, and this is Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV. In this third segment, our guest is Matt Collins, the Communication and Events Coordinator for Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Great Lakes Bay Region. Welcome to Community Focus. Hey, thanks for having us, John. Now, Matt, according to your website, there are currently 455 local kids who have a caring adult mentor. Mm -hmm. However, there are some kids in the Great Lakes Bay Region who still need a life-changing mentor. Can you tell us how Big Brothers Big Sisters 
is looking to pair up those kids with an adult mentor. Absolutely. Well, especially this time of year, we start to focus on mentoring. Uh, people's summer plans are starting to wrap up. Kids mm -hmm. are going back to school. People are starting to think about opportunities like this. And it's always been a great opportunity for us to remind people of the importance of mentoring. And uh, this time, the 56 kids currently on our wait list throughout Midland, Saginaw Bay, and Isabella counties who need that life-changing big brother or big sister. And so that's why we are once again launching our fall recruitment campaign this month to focus on telling people that mentoring is a need. Mm -hmm. Mentoring is awesome, first off, and that we right now have 56 kids on a wait list who need a mentor. So uh, when you think of Big Brothers Big Sisters, you probably think about our community-based mentoring program. It's mm -hmm. the most popular one where we match an adult with a child two to three times a month. They do lower no-cost activities together in the, the setting of their choosing within a, a few certain parameters. So uh, that is probably <coughs> our most notable program and uh, one that a lot of people say has provided some incredible impact, not only for the littles, but for the bigs as well. And what other programs do you have besides the community-based mentoring? Well, we also have uh, here in Midland County a very active, uh, two very active site-based programs, actually. Um, our Lunchbox Learners Program is an excellent opportunity for community volunteers who want to help out with reading. We've decided to take on the, uh, the difficulties a lot of kids are facing in K through third grade with getting up to that third grade reading level. And with the state of Michigan passing new laws involving third grade reading, we think it's more important than ever to tackle that issue. So mm -hmm. we have our Lunchbox Learners Program. And uh, many, many elementary schools throughout Midland County have a Lunchbox Learners program and one day a week mentors team up with a child again K through third grader and they focus on reading and working together on that and then we also have our uh, teaming up with youth program which uh, pairs up some high school students in the area with students at lo from local elementary schools one day a week after school and they focus on uh, team building and uh, STEM related activities together it's a group setting but again one big and one little work together on mm -hmm. a weekly basis. So both those programs just launched this month actually for this year and uh, we uh, will continue to look for mentors for those until they are completely full. Well let's get back to the community-based mentoring. What's involved in becoming a big brother, big sister? Um, I think that a lot of people fear that it's going to be too expensive, too complicated, too scary and we want people to know that's really not the case. Um, again we're only asking for two to three times a month so it's not a major time commitment. Once every week or two just do something together. Go to mm -hmm. the park, cook dinner, go go to the library, you know, go attend a sports game, something like that. Just an opportunity for you and that child to be together and really focus on what's going on in their lives. And a lot of the kids that we uh, serve with Big Brothers Big Sisters, maybe they come from single parent homes, so maybe they're a young boy who doesn't have a father or really much of a male role model in their life and having that friend who can be a male role, role model makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're struggling in school and having somebody who they can talk to about failing grades or bullying or something like that can make all the difference. So uh, it's really, the, the kids we're dealing with, it's not as challenging as a lot of people think. And we have match coordinators who are able to provide the resources when needed, uh, especially within the first year of a match. You're gonna speak with that match coordinator once a month and they're mm -hmm. gonna talk to them about what's going on and they'll be there to answer your questions. And if you have anything that pops up in the time being, they're also there to help you out with that as well. So to start with, uh, a person interested needs to submit an application, uh, get into the system, and then what happens? Uh, then we will uh, go ahead and start the match process. So you can go to createbigchange.org or just right to our website, bbbsgreatlakesbay.org and fill out an online application. And uh, from there, uh, you will be contacted by a match coordinator in your vicinity. Learn a little bit more about you, what your interests are. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to do a background check because child safety is absolutely our mm -hmm. top priority. So we're gonna need to make sure that uh, the kids are being put 
into safe environments. We're probably going to do some home visits and stuff like that as well, again, for safety. And we're going to match an adult and a child up that have similar interests or who we think will be a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to find out, you know, kind of what age groups you're comfortable working with, find out what interests you might have if your interest is baseball. And we're probably not going to match you up with a student who has never looked at a baseball in their life or something like that. You know, we're going to make sure that it's going to be a good fit for mm -hmm. everyone involved because we want to build those long-term mentoring relationships at a minimum of one year, but hopefully much, much longer, and many of our matches remain friends well into their adult years. Well, besides the time commitment of several hours each month, is there any cost to the volunteer or are all costs covered by Big Brothers Big Sisters? Uh, we, we certainly wish we could cover every single cost, but the fact of the matter is we just don't have the budget for that. So um, we do encourage, as a result of that, lower no-cost activities. I mentioned a few things earlier, going to the park, family game night, going to dinner, the library, something like that. Things that can have a huge moment on a child that don't have to cost too much money. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of our mentors, especially once they've built up those relationships with the kids involved, want to do something a little larger, a little more expensive perhaps. Some of them choose to cover those activities on their own and we've been fortunate that we have some great options from supporters in the community to help some of our mentors cover those activities. I know we built up a great partnership with the Saginaw Spirit, giving uh, some of our bigs and littles a chance to go take a limo ride to a spirit game, meet the team, things like that. Um, we had the Daisy Fund, which a very wonderful donor has established in the last couple of years, where we've been able to provide a truly unique experience to our bigs and littles that's covered fully through that fund. We've sent people to Broadway shows in Detroit. We sent them to museums in Chicago. We've sent people to Mackinac Island, things like that mm -hmm. through that fund. So there are some opportunities that oftentimes present themselves in those ways as well. But we really do think the foundation of mentoring is those lower no cost activities where it's not so much about the activity, but the time the bigs and the littles are spending together, getting to know each other and really helping each other in a lot of ways through life's ups and downs. Sure, building a relationship and becoming friends uh, and getting to know each other. 100%. Now again, how can someone contact Big Brothers Big Sisters to apply to become a big or to learn more about any of your programs? Absolutely, uh, a lot of great information on our website, bbbsgreatlakesbay.org. You can click the Be a Big tab or you can just jump right to the Be a Big page if you go to createbigchange.org and there's more information about being a big and an online application you can fill out right there. It's probably the easiest way to do it. We're also available by phone, 844-4-BE-A-BIG. Uh, and when we're around the office, you can call if you want more information and we'll mm -hmm. hook you up with a match coordinator who can help you be a big brother or big sister and change a life. Well, Matt, thank you for joining us on Community Focus to give us that information on, on how to become a big. In our final segment today, we'll hear about what's happening at the Delta College Planetarium. For this final segment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV, we welcome Mike Murray, the Planetarian Manager and Astronomer for the Delta College. Let me do that again. <laughs> Keep going. For this final segment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV, we welcome Mike Murray, the Planetarian Manager and Astronomer for the Delta College Planetarium. Mike, what can visitors to the Delta College Planetarium expect to experience this fall? 
You know, first of all, we're very excited about a major overhaul and upgrade that we did to the facility oh. last year. Mm -hmm. So all of the projectors, all of the computers have been updated. And what that means is that the imagery is going to look so much more brilliant and colorful, and that allows things to feel so much more <coughs> realistic because you're in an immersive domed theater, and so mm -hmm. it's almost like a big open-air virtual reality environment. And you have a variety of new programs at that's right. Because of the new technology, it also allows us to bring in new programs that we couldn't do before. Uh, and in the fall, we have shows on Thursday nights, Saturday afternoons, and Saturday evenings. Mm -hmm. And they're all different. And they will typically change every month. So in October, for example, on Thursday nights, we have an award-winning production that's called Dream to Fly. And that highlights the development of aviation, taking us right up to the space age. On Saturday afternoons at 2 o'clock, though, that's when we have, I guess you could call them our family-based programs. Mm -hmm. They're designed for all ages, not just for kids, but for families. And in October, we have a show that's called Legends of the Night Sky. Mm -hmm. And that's more of a story-based, animation-based uh, approach to talking about some of the more famous constellations, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. Orion. Perseus and Andromeda, some of the more famous stories. But at, on Saturday afternoons at 3.30, we have a general public show. And we've brought back a show called Eclipse, uh, The Sun Revealed. You know, two years ago, there was the big major solar eclip mm -hmm. eclipse that crossed the country. Right. Well, there's another one coming. It's not till 2024, but there are a few partial eclipses that are going to happen in between. We want to get everybody already excited about mm -hmm. it because that total eclipse path comes much closer to Michigan. So we want to get everybody already thinking about it and thinking about well, what creates eclipses, both lunar and solar eclipses. Mm -hmm. So that's a great show for that. The thing I'm most excited about, because we don't just do astronomy shows, Saturday nights in October is a Halloween music show. So if you like the classics and the, the funny uh, uh, spooky sci-fi, uh, almost uh, a classic rock show. Mm -hmm. You know, we have something that's set to music and visuals to be fun for families, and that's called the Monster Light Show, Saturday nights at 7, but also that Thursday night at the end of the month is Halloween itself, well, so we'll run one even on Halloween. So the Thursday nights uh, throughout October are, uh, are the dream to fly, except for the final Thursday in October, which is the Monster Light Show. That's right. Now, there's also, uh, early in the month, you have the International Observe the Moon Night. Tell us uh, briefly about that. That's right. So some of the Fridays, especially first Fridays, we like to do a special of some sort. And it turns out Friday, October 4th, is International Observe the Moon Night. So NASA celebrates their Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, but we get to do a show about the moon and take people up on the observation deck afterwards to look at the moon through telescopes if, it, if it's clear, Weather of course. Sure. Uh, but if it's cloudy that night, we'll try October 5th. But since that's a special, the cost for the planetarium show is only $3. Are these programs for astronomers only? They're for adults only? They're for families? Uh, They're for, like all for all yeah, ages. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to have any previous uh, experience with astronomy. All you need is the curiosity to come in and say, hmm, well, what can I see in the sky? Or I wonder how this story of aviation really took place and imagine it in an immersive environment.
Now, what's the cost to attend any of these programs? You mentioned uh, a couple, but what is the cost for the magic or the uh, monster light the show? The monster show. So, all of the public shows or family shows, $7 for adults, $5 for students, uh, children, seniors, military. Mm -hmm. And so it's, we try to keep it very affordable. And the special is Observe the Moon Night, you say it's a special price. Yes, yeah, since that's a special program, it's only $3. It's a live show about the moon, as well as the observing. So Mike, do you recommend reservations or purchasing tickets ahead of time? So we don't do reservations because we don't typically sell out. You can just come in, uh, the doors open an hour before each mm. show. You can purchase tickets right then and there. And how many seats are there in the theater? Each uh, showing you can uh, handle how many patrons? There's 146 seats, which is actually a pretty good sized dome theater. We're among the largest in the state, which is great. We can accommodate a lot of groups. Do you also uh, offer uh, special rentals for groups and so on in, in other than your regular programming or is that? Uh, yeah, the facility is available uh, for rentals, for private shows. Of course, we do a full curriculum of school shows too. Mm -hmm. So teachers that are interested in bringing their students to the planetarium, we bring about 7,000 school students through the planetarium each year. Those are typically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. And that's, uh, that's directed toward the, those educational levels so that they're different programs than you would see in the afternoons and evenings. That's right, and educators can call and get reservations that way. Now, where can folks get more detailed information about any of the shows that we've talked about, or and particularly the Monster Light Show? So I would recommend the website. It's delta.edu slash planet. Mm -hmm. But you can also call 989-667-2260. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us, telling us about the fall programs at the Delta College Planetarium in Bay City. In Bay City, thanks for having me. We're glad that you joined us for the October installment of Community Focus. We've learned about some useful, informative, and educational activities that we can all look forward to in the coming weeks in the greater Midland area. Community Focus program is just one of many activities of the Friends of MCTV, activities that continually support and promote our local cable access television station. If you'd like to join the Friends of MCTV or learn more about our organization, you can like us on Facebook, email us at friendsofmctv at gmail.com, or call or visit the MCTV studio in the Grace A. Dow Memorial Library. And remember, if your club or nonprofit organization would like to join us at this table in the months to come, you can find our application online at the MCTV section of the city website, or you can visit MCTV in person to submit an application. We'd love to have you be a part of Community Focus. program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov 
MCTV.